Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Tom Ray and Doug Whitfield, co-hosts of the Music Manumit podcast. This is part two of two, in which we discuss podcasting itself, how it's changed, what it has taught Doug and Tom, why they keep doing it, and a bit of advice for aspiring podcasters. Let's turn actually to you all and and podcasting. I mean, you know, I do a podcast. I've been podcasting for a long time, but I'm curious about your experience. Like, what's your favorite thing about doing a podcast and why do you keep doing it? I'm going to defer back to the meeting people. There will be people where, I mean, I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, that kind of seems interesting. And there will be one thing in the conversation where all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I totally know what you're talking about. And it'll be something, whether it be a random tangent or whatever. And uh, I'll make a connection with that person based on something completely different. It's just random. It's like meeting people at a bar. You find somebody that's interesting and uh, all of a sudden you're like, hey, I like that person. Not that I dislike anybody on the show. I like everybody we talk to on the show. But uh, sometimes you just make a really cool connection and uh, continue to uh, build on that with a person. And And I think that that's probably the best part of doing it. It's really the main part behind wanting to do it all together. Even when I first started out before coming up with this idea and presenting it to Doug, I mean, that was, that was me and my friend would, uh, he'd be over at my house and we'd be like drinking on a Thursday night or something. I don't remember. And I was like, we were trying to think of something to do and we'd be listening to music. And I'm like, Hey, let's just turn on the computer and talk about the music we're listening to. Cause that's what we were doing anyway. So I started putting that out there. And I mean, it was completely illegal. We were listening to like mainstream stuff and it was not, but, uh, and it was fun and I enjoyed it and, and I kind of wanted to keep doing that, but I'd like to, I wanted to meet more people that, uh, I wanted to meet the people uh, that were doing the music I was playing. And, and I think that that's what keeps me going as far as, as making it on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to answer the question maybe a, a little bit different than the way you asked it, but. I say that the only reason that we have continued to do it is because um, the things that we enjoy or at least can tolerate at the very least about <laughs> putting a, together a show are like they're complementary to each other. Like I, I've so um, one of the things I mentioned, I do a lot of things. I do a free culture related sports show. And for a while, we released that as a podcast. And I did all me and my my brother do that show. Actually, actually, some other people involved in Creative Commons music have been involved. So Rhino the Bearded, um, Kevy over at Unseen Studios, they've been involved in the show. But I, I hated, absolutely hated dealing with editing the show. And so now we just we just release on YouTube. Like we we don't edit at all. We just do that. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring when I bring back the Lawcast. I'll just you know it'll be just YouTube as well. But you know, and I'm like really anal retentive about the scheduling. So I, I handle all of that. I don't understand people why, why can't people can't use calendars, but you know, it's like pretty common, you know, like stereotype and not too uncommon in our show that like the artists are sort of like disorganized necessarily, not necessarily like, you know, good with stuff like that. 
Um, you know, you ha there's obvious exceptions, and not that artists can't do those sorts of things. But like, um, you know, it's like you just gotta constant. You you gotta like constantly remind people about this is when the show is, and like stuff like that. And um, it's it's draining, and I probably wouldn't be doing it if it was just me. But like, as like, oh, okay, when I think I'm like, okay, this really sucks. I hate doing this. Then I'm like, well, Tom has to edit the show and i hate that even more so <laughs> as long as he's doing that i'll keep doing this so and i hate scheduling and he does yeah. that i mean literally we do the parts that <laughs> both of us don't like to do so well it seems like a good working relationship then <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and the the funny part is too is that both of us are kind of for lack of a better term alpha males so uh, <laughs> we'll kind of just push each other's point uh, home, and then the other one will finally go, okay, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, it's, it, and it, it actually works out really well. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just funny the way that uh, we both care about different things, but we, it, at its whole, we care about the, uh, care about the show. So, um, yeah, it, it complements itself pretty well. Yeah, I guess just to, on that point, when I was in a band, I was also the lead singer. So I guess that can put in perspective the uh <laughs> our our egos i guess that are involved <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm still a lead singer so yeah suck it. yeah <laughs> a band with two lead singers huh this podcast <laughs> <laughs> there you go. do you all think that there are other podcasts that are doing similar things to what you're doing i think uh i think podcasting has finally become something that people get I think when podcasting was originally started, people didn't get it. There was, I, when I was listening originally, most of it was either you did a music show and it was kind of like a radio show um, where they'd play the song and then people would talk about it and then they'd play the next song. And that was, that was my first experience with podcasting. And then I discovered a podcast that isn't around anymore, but it was by a guy whose uh, name sounds fun and is spelled even more fun, uh, Grant Biachoco. And he did a podcast that was kind of like those old drama, uh, old-time radio things, only it was more of a kids-based one. It was called The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. And I enjoyed listening to it. And uh, one day I got... And I am going to say that this was before people started making cartoons out of podcasts. I was like, hey, I want to make a cartoon out of one of your shows. And he was like, great. And he gave me a cartoon or uh, one of the episodes that had uh, Jeffrey Tambor in it uh, playing, playing George Washington. And... Uh, I animated it and gave it to him, and I think that that was really cool. I was just like, "Yeah, it's an audio thing. It's a, it's a, it's a clip." I'm totally getting to my point, I swear. And uh, you know, and and people before they'd make fun of podcasting and like, "Oh, it's just somebody recording on a crappy desktop computer mic that," and they just release it and it would be all crackly and their friends just you know talking about stuff that nobody cares about. Now they're like, uh, it's its own medium, its own format. They've got people have based networks around the podcast. Uh, more famous people have gotten involved in it to the point where other famous people make fun of them for doing it. Like uh, Sarah Silverman had a party recently, uh, or a birthday party, where the sign in front of the door said, I don't want to hear about your, your stupid podcast and I'm not going to be on it, was like the entry point at the door. But to the point that it's gotten where even celebrities are doing it. And I, 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 think, that that's, I think that's a good thing. And I think that's... that's uh, really what helped podcasts become more of a legitimate medium so i mean specifically to answer the question about whether people are doing what we're doing i mean at, at the you know finest grain detail no i i'm pretty sure i would be aware uh the remix versus not remix is not a 
a standard wine that people draw. A lot of people do just Creative Commons, and a smaller amount of people just do free culture. But I don't know that anyone, and as far as I'm aware, in any language is drawing the line where we do. And uh, part, part of the reason for that was because we wanted to be more inclusive than free culture because we felt like that, you know, basically we were losing a substantial chunk of musicians if we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is if we just did Creative Commons, well, then you don't get the, you know, the remix aspect of it. So it's, I think it's worked pretty well for us. Um, you know, we have, we have to have that conversation every once in a while, like, no, we don't do non-derivative stuff. But, I mean, the reason why we don't is, I think, a reasonable reason. And I'm okay, you know, talking to people about that. And I don't know for a fact if we've had people go from non-derivative to, you know, to another license. And then we've had them on the show. But we've have, we've have had people change their licenses after, you know, talking about why we do what we do and how we do it. So, you know, having those conversations is important. And I will add, this is, again, the yin and yang of me and Doug because... The way I heard the question, and I get when Doug answered, it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably what you meant, too. I see it more of a, of a infotainment thing and kind of if people are doing that sort of podcast. And, and Doug keeps it true to the Creative Commons thing because he, I mean, while I care about it, he is very enthusiastic about it and, and likes to keep it on task with that. Um, so so that's, that's really interesting that you got two different answers on that, whereas I think people are kind of doing shows like this where they interview different people and backgrounds, and it's more like a discussion that you just have with like-minded people, well, not like-minded, but uh, you know, different artists and people in the same same realm as you. So, uh, you know, I would I would answer yes and no to both that. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah, and I think it's cool that you both had a different take on it. Like, I didn't, I don't think either of the answers was wrong. Would you encourage listeners to make their own podcasts? I mean, how much work is it? Like, I know how much work it is, obviously, because I make podcasts. Right. But, like, what, what would you recommend if somebody is thinking, like, oh, I'd like to do this? Like, what should they know? Doing it uh, regularly. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing that when podcasting first started called pod fading, where people would create a podcast and then they would just go, oh, I'll do, I'll do one next week. And then you'd look and see and like they hadn't, they'd release one and it was, there's like three months in between. So if you're gonna, if you're just doing it for fun, go right ahead. I mean, there's no reason. It's just like music, release it online whenever you want. You know, that's, that's great. But if you actually are going to create a following and want to build something off of it, then you need to be regular, which makes it sound like (laughs) some sort of bowel movement, but that's not what I mean. The, uh, you know, like uh, with Doug doing the scheduling and stuff, there are many times where like I could totally be like, yeah, sure, we won't do it that week. But uh, we'll still discuss back and forth and try and keep each other motivated to to do the show. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, we were originally entertaining the idea of doing a biweekly show. But once we started doing interviews, there just is such a backlog of people that we want to talk to that. I mean, we are having conversations where we're scheduling time for people in March already. Uh, uh, no, we're just, scheduling September already. Good Lord. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's amazing. So if you, if you stick with it, I, I mean, definitely do it. And if you just want to do it for fun, do it for fun. I don't see why anybody shouldn't start one. Uh, it's a great learning tool as well. I mean, I would say that I know a lot more about editing audio or even just trying to orchestrate a conversation in audio um, just by doing that. It's, it, you know, it's not necessarily a musical thing. But a, you know, it's it, 
learning how to uh, edit a conversation. When we originally started, I used to go through and listen to the entire conversation and try to get rid of it, any um or uh that I said. And then I'd listen back and it sounded so stiff. Um, you just get more used to it as time goes on in the editing and even the talking. Like me, I just ranted for like five minutes. I couldn't have done this like a year ago. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. And it's entertainment. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, I think anybody should. I don't see why not. It's the internet. That's what it's there for. Yeah, I mean, I think just going in with the right expectation about what you're going to do. I mean, if you don't take the time to do some editing and like have a good mic, um, which my mic is not working, but um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it's pretty ironic. So, nor normally, my mic sounds a lot better on the show. Um, so, um, you know, you, you got to take some time to do those sorts of things. But the flip side of that is if like literally all you want to do is talk into a microphone and release that, that's super easy to do. I mean, you can download the SoundCloud app, talk into your phone yeah. and click upload and you're done when like when you're done talking. So, um, and I've, I've done some of that just to sort of like, you know, see what the reaction is and stuff. And, um, you know, there's, there is a, um, a market for that kind of stuff, but you've got to be interesting, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Cool. So if somebody wanted to find out more about your podcast in particular, what would be a good place for them to start? I would just say go to the website, musicmanument.com. I mean, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty much like we are on the show. I mean, I, I, I get on the microphone and just start talking to people. I, I, I would think uh, if you listen to maybe one or two shows, you kind of get the idea of, of what we're all about. Yeah, and I mean, we've, we've mentioned this several times, but almost every week we have a guest. So it's Tom and the guest a lot of time, and like I'll talk some, but I take notes during the show. Um, actually, that's an important part about the if you want to do a podcast and you want people to find it. If you yeah. just throw audio up on the internet, nobody's going to be able to find it. Even if it's the most amazing show ever, it's going to take a long time for people to figure out that it's the most amazing show ever because somebody's got to be like, well, I have no idea what this is. Let me click on it and see if it's great. Um, so yeah. you've got you've got to have some text so people can find it. I don't know why, but I just all of a sudden imagined us having an interview with like Santa Claus and not putting any uh, like notes on it. <laughs> and then you know and nobody would see it we have this amazing interview with santa claus and he's talking okay never mind i'm sorry so this is the type of stuff that i usually do on the show and doug has to direct me back uh yeah. just because i have a mic in front of me and i'm staring in front of a giant display window in my office so um i just kind of look outside and my mind wanders and that's he's entertainment like a, he's like a squirrel i really am <laughs> yeah that's good though i like your <laughs> dynamic i think it's fun <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's all the questions that I had for you, actually. I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to add. Yeah, I guess I would, uh, the only bit of, uh, going back to what you had asked about earlier about mm -hmm. whether people should do podcasts and stuff like that. One of the, uh, bits of information we got was from a, uh, fellow podcaster and musician that we interviewed on the show once who talked about when he first started doing podcasts, uh, Dan Lynch. He originally used to toil over the editing process, and it used to go back and forth between him and his uh, partner that he did the show with. And he finally said, you know what? He realized that it just was better to just chop off the ends and just keep the conversation the way it is unedited. And that's really the way I've done it, too. I'll take out some stuff, like when I, you know, when I screw up or the computer crashes. Yeah, of course, you don't want to keep that in there. Yeah, and if there's, <laughs> like, you know, the levels are not 
fairly easily. I mean, depending on how bad they're off. But you just had a lot of distortion, so (laughs) if you edit that part out, yeah. I was just going to say that. I was like, or when your voice drops in the conversation, you cut out that part and connect it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I don't. I don't think I had anything. I really uh, was happy to be on this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been great talking to you guys. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive and is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby and can be found at freemusicarchive.org. For more information about the Music Manumit podcast, please visit musicmanumit.com.